So for this fall season, until Advent actually, um, which is likely going to last about 10 weeks till Advent, we'll be traveling with the Israelites through various chapters in the book of Joshua. So this series is being titled, Discovering God's Desired Future for Our Church. And when we hear this phrase, we have to always remember the context in which God has placed us here in Exeter, here in Canada, here in this world. And we have to discover God's desire as a church and discern how we will be an impact in our respective communities as well. So the book of Joshua uh, involves new opportunities and a new beginning for the Israelite people in the land of Canaan. These were exciting times for the people in which they needed to continue to lean on their Lord and they needed to continue to seek him and to seek his will. And God's faithfulness, you'll hear again, God's faithfulness continued to all generations, to the new generations. And the new generations are to respond in faith. So before we read from Joshua 1, let's uh, come to God in prayer. Father God, you're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And you are gracious and loving. And you are a God of truth and promises. And as we look back at the scriptures, we're reminded how you were the God of the Israelites and the God who led them centuries ago. And that gives us confidence and assurance and hope for today and for the future. You are our God. We are your people. Bless the reading of Joshua, not only today, but over the next several weeks. And, and bless today's message and the upcoming messages in the series as we discover your desired future for our church and our community. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So Joshua 1, verses 1 to 18. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You're, you are to help them until the Lord gives them rest. 
as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here we have it, a story. A story of God making promises to his people. And fulfilling those promises by sending his people to a new land. It's a story of God's faithfulness and how his people can respond through obedience. Because we are called to step out in faith wherever our God sends us. It was July 2000, over 21 years ago, when a journey, an adventure, a crossing of the Jordan River, so to speak occurred in our family's life. Some of you are aware that before ministry, I was an accountant. Um, But in the year 2000, we had a prodding from the Holy Spirit that maybe I was being sent out by God into full-time parish ministry. So the following two and a half years continued to be a time of discernment. All our plans were turned upside down one late cold night in January 2003, when Michelle and I were still awake discussing and praying about God's plans for our life. I mean, there had already been numerous late and sleep-deprived nights prior to that evening discerning whether God was really sending us into full-time ministry. I enjoyed my work in the accounting. I mean, it was already a ministry. Both Michelle and I were quite involved in ministry in our local church, Our roots were established in Waynefleet in southern Ontario. And practically speaking, there was no reason for this change in our lives. But that night, in January 2003, the Holy Spirit again worked in us to boldly say to God, and we said this, yes, we will move forward. We will move forward into this unknown territory. And so we stepped out in faith. That was a night that we felt we were crossing the Jordan River. And then that feeling happened multiple times from then on. In September 2003, I entered what was to be a five-year ministry program, and as time went on, I was able to fast-track my studies and internships down to three years. After having graduated and been declared a candidate in the Christian Reformed Church, it was 2006 where we thought that God was sending us perhaps to maybe St. Thomas, Brantford, it might have been Barrie or Peterborough. We were assured we would never go to Kingston. And without a doubt, that's where we ended up, in Kingston. And the Kingston folks know this story, so they're okay with it. During our time in Kingston, we had further opportunities. We, we were blessed there, and, and we had further opportunities from there to go to Ohio, to Virginia, to Alberta. But felt that God wasn't sending us to those places at that time, and so we were staying in Kingston. But it wasn't until 2014 when we had to look at a map to see where Exeter was. (laughs) Sorry, folks, I really didn't have any idea. Um, Actually, Michelle knew where it was because uh, the summer prior, she took the youth, maybe it was two summers prior, she took the youth on a serve trip to Vanassar, and she actually worked in Exeter. I think you know that story, and I think she even swam in Deboer's pool. But uh, it's a small world. 
But now, entering my eighth year here, and the past four years in Exeter, I've been saying I'm not interested to any church who's been contacting me. Over the winter, November 2020 to April 2021, the church blessed me with a working sabbatical of discernment. And there was a point of clarity during the sabbatical that the Holy Spirit nudged me to say, I need to stay in Exeter. Now, it might be kind of like a recall, but please note that a ministry recall is different than a product recall, okay? The Holy Spirit did not indicate how long, but uh, just to stay. And again, we step out in faith when God sends us and wherever he sends us. So you've briefly heard some of my story, but each of you are probably sitting there reflecting on your own similar stories of discernment and decision-making. Crossing the Jordan River, maybe with excitement, maybe with tensions and anxieties, but having faith in God. It's not uncommon for, for people to go through several transitions in life. Maybe personal career changes, which results in a radical change to your life and, and the lives of your family. Or students, you, you've been returning back to school and some have entered post-secondary education for the first time. Maybe in person, maybe online. Either way, it's still quite a change for you. Or maybe others are in their final year of post-secondary education and you have it all worked out and you know where you're headed next year. Or maybe you don't. And really, I think only God knows what's next for you. When he sends you, you must step out in faith and go. There are others who have stories of moving across oceans from various parts of the world to, to settle in Canada. Immigrants, refugees, and this is no doubt a radical move that resulted in tremendous changes in your lives and the lives of your family members. When he sends you, you step out in faith and you go. And throughout our journeys of stepping out in faith, there, I hope there's some excitement in it, but likely there is often tension and discomfort. It's no surprise that in this chapter of Joshua, we hear the phrase several times, be strong and be courageous. Because we aren't always strong. We're not always courageous, are we? Well, here we have it, the Israelites in the book of Joshua, they were ready to cross the Jordan River. Just when they were getting used to uh, probably wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, just when they, they were getting used to the leadership of Moses, okay, things had to change again. Recall some 40 years earlier, when Moses led the Israelites, the Israelite slaves, free from the Egyptian captives. Recall as they entered into the wilderness, Exodus 13, verse 17, we read these words. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them to the road to the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. God knew that there would be fears and anxieties that would have plagued the Israelite people. He knew that there was uncertainty and, and, and hesitancy and reluctance with any change. He knew that people needed to be strong, and he had to say those words, be strong, be very courageous. So what did God do? He sends them towards the Red Sea. They didn't face war, but the Egyptians still pursued them. So here you have it. On one side 
is the Egyptian forces following the Israelite people. On the other side is this vast Red Sea. In Exodus 14, you can imagine, in verse 12, the Israelite people cried out, didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. God sends them, they go, and the tension among the Israelites was so prevalent, they felt that they should have stayed in Egypt as slaves. By God's grace, they safely crossed the Red Sea. God gave them a story of faithfulness, of his faithfulness to remember. And the Israelites continued and approached the land of Canaan. Numbers 13, Moses sent 12 people to spy on the land of Canaan. And when the spies returned, they reported there's giants in the land. So there's no way possible that we could inhabit this land. The people were sent. But the people, again, rebelled against the Lord. If only we had died in Egypt or, or in this desert. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? You see, the Israelites were prepared to return to Egypt where their past was intolerable. God sends them, but they don't go. I think it's human nature to keep things the same rather than enter into this unknown territory of change, even though past conditions were deplorable. Their fear of entering this promised land got them an extra 40 years in the wilderness. So now 40 years later, in Joshua 1, we're told here that Moses was dead. And there was a change in leadership with Joshua on board. And the people were prepared. They were told, get ready to cross the Jordan River. Get ready to enter into the promised land. There was a great task that was before them still. The path through the Jordan River would lead the people to this new land of Canaan. But on this other side of the Jordan, in the promised land of Canaan, it was enemy territory. And so the Lord called the Israelite, this nation, to take action. Again, to step out in faith to go where God sends them. Be strong, very courageous. So crossing the Jordan was an act of faith. It represents that the Israelites, they were prepared to put their old life of wilderness wandering behind them and to enter into this unknown promised territory. Now many churches, our church, like the Israelites, we're in the process of crossing over the Jordan we are entering into new territory of discovering God's desired future for our church in our community. And many churches, including Exeter, over the years are in a state of transition. They're in a state of change. For those who can remember the stories of the 1950s with families who had the vision to establish and eventually build Christian Reformed churches and a Christian Reformed church here in Exeter, this was a crossing of the Jordan, so to speak. This took faith. And we continue to move forward in faith. And as we look back, we're not the same body as 70 or even 60 years ago. We're not likely the same body as even 10 years ago. Changes continue to occur throughout the decades. Many different leaders. Some staying, some going. And even families, some coming, some going. 
there's not much that remains the same. Being part of God's kingdom plan and growing his kingdom means that we need to step forward in faith because there's going to be many opportunities for us to cross the Jordan. Opportunities from our God, they're inevitable. You know, church, by its very definition, is always in a state of change. It's interesting to note that the Greek word for church is is ecclesia. You've heard that word, ecclesiology, even ecclesiastics. Ecclesia is the Greek word. And ecclesia is literally translated as called out ones. Church, ecclesia, called out ones. As a church, we gather. We gather together on Sunday mornings. We gather together throughout the week. We gather in order that we may scatter. We gather so that we can be sent out. And when God sends us out, we go in faith each and every time. When our church was on the Ritter Church Renewal Journey, we learned many things to that journey. But one thing that sticks out in my mind is if a church decides to say, we've arrived, we stand still, we're going to do nothing, we're, we're exactly where we want to be, it's actually moving. Even though they think they're standing still, it's actually moving. But it's moving backwards. As a believer and as a church, it's important to keep moving forward and to keep growing and to continue asking God, God, what do you desire for me? What do you desire for our church? Because if you stop doing this and you choose to stand still and not ask yourselves the questions and answer them, but if you choose to stand still, you are going backwards because everything around us continues to go forward. We can never say on this side of eternity that we've arrived in our faith. We can never say on this side of eternity that our church has fulfilled God's vision. So we continue to persevere. We continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So a healthy church, a church, continues to move forward. And in order to move forward, then the future has to be embraced. But I also want to say that we cannot completely forget the past either. Because to move forward in faith, we have to, the past rather, has to be built on. But the past doesn't have to be held on to. In this story of Joshua, we were told that Moses was dead. But listen to this. Moses, who was dead, his name comes up 11 times in this reading. I think it was 11. And Joshua, who's alive, his name only comes up about four times in this reading. Moses, the past, is referred to over and over again. You see, the past must be remembered because we can look back and we're reminded of the faithfulness of our God and his faithfulness seen through his people. And as we move forward with God's faithfulness, we can do so with faith. God was faithful to us in the past. He's faithful to us in the present. And he will continue his faithfulness into the future. So Israel went through several transitions and he saw many challenges and blessings. Or they saw, rather, many challenges and blessings. But through all this one change, through all this, rather, change, one thing remained constant. God's faithfulness 
and his promises. And this is the message that God conveyed to Joshua. What an awesome promise that God gives to his people. Repeated numerous times in this chapter through verses 5, 9, and 17, we read, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, the book of Joshua is about new beginnings for God's people. It's about Israel moving forward by God's grace to claim their promised land. There was a tremendous challenge that was before them, but God's grace led them through this challenging journey. The book of Joshua, it has some gruesome stories in it, but the overall story is God's faithfulness to his people and continuation of God's covenantal promises. God's faithfulness and his promises will never change. God gave these same promises centuries earlier to Abraham, and they gave them to Moses, he gives them to Joshua, he'd eventually give them to David. And in verse 11, Joshua commands the people to get ready to cross the Jordan and take possession of the land. God gave them this land to, to, to claim and the people now need to respond. The people needed to act in faith. Forty years earlier, as mentioned, they didn't act in faith. They stood still, and that sent them back into the wilderness. They're still reminded that this challenge is before them, but the Lord will never leave them. The Lord's promise gives the people the strength and confidence to answer in verse 16, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. And they can answer this because the word of the Lord provides the people hope and assurance. The people of Israel received the land of Canaan from the Lord, and they responded in obedience. The people of Exer has received the gift of his church. And regrettably, not everybody sees the church as a gift. But what does God expect of his people? What does he expect of us here in Exeter? God desires us to look back, to look back at his past faithfulness and then to move forward in faith wherever he sends us. Because the Lord our God is with us, and he will see us through the crossing of the Jordan River. The name Joshua means the Lord is salvation. And Jesus Christ is our Joshua. God has given not only the land to Israel or his church to us today, God has given us an inheritance And he's given us spiritual blessings in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 3, we read, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. The land was already given to Israel, but they had to move forward and claim the land. God has already given us forgiveness through Christ. God has already given us his amazing grace. God has already given us salvation. And so we must move forward, step forward in faith, and claim it. God calls us to act in faith. He calls us to action and to grow deeper in a relationship with him as his people, and to grow deeper as a church. He calls us to cross that Jordan River and to enter into new territory. And the Lord has put this new territory right before us. And so we need to move forward with all these opportunities. I'm not saying what the opportunities are. It's up to all of us to come together and say what those opportunities are. We need to discover the kingdom potential before us. B. 
be strong, be very courageous. We go and we move forward according to the Lord's plans. Oh yes, there's going to be work, there's going to be tensions. But people, we serve a faithful God. And God's promises of, I will be with you, I will never leave you nor forsake you, continues to hold true for us today. And God will move us forward in faith to whenever and wherever he sends us. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you that you are in control and that you have set Jesus Christ to be the head of this church. Thank you that your love and your leadership never change. Thank you, Lord, for your church and for the new challenges and opportunities that you constantly present before us. Help us to embrace these opportunities to further your kingdom here in this church and this community and beyond. Work in us through the power of your Holy Spirit so that we may be obedient to your calling. And when we are feeling overwhelmed or if there are apprehensions or tensions that are created among your people relating to your church, we pray that you may work in each of us to remove any anxieties. Help us to seek you and seek first your kingdom. Help us to move forward in faith, always relying on your awesome promises. Help us to follow you all of our days. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.